Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. As question for today is how does one rule the galaxy? How, you know what's what's your what what what's the way to yeah. do it? Well, see, it's something I've been trying to figure out for a long time, right? You know, um, to to rule the galaxy is that what we want to do, though? You know, is that not like kind of a dark side thing? I mean, to to rule the galaxy mm-hmm. as father and son. <laughs> hey, man, I it's great. You know, uh, do you remember? Do you remember the um? Oh gosh, it was the SNL skit where it was like Matt, the radar technician. Oh right? my gosh, yes. And and the one guy said he's like Kylo Ren's trying to do something that nobody's ever done before. He's trying to rule the entire galaxy. He's like, yes, thank you. Thank you, yes, exactly, exactly. It is something, yeah, that, that, yeah, that was hilarious. Well, uh, you know, since we don't know the answer to that question, we thought we'd bring on a special guest today. So we do have some experts who are going to help us figure out how to maybe uh, rule the galaxy. So please welcome Joe Molinaro and uh, Brent Dykeman from Rule the Galaxy. Guys, how's it going? Well, uh, Matt and Ezra, it's going great. Thanks for having us as part of the show. Um, we're really excited. You know, it was great to interact with you guys on Twitter and get to know you there and for you to invite us on. Uh, you know, we're, we're just a bunch of, of Star Wars fans who live in and around central Indiana and Indianapolis. Um, we started Rule the Galaxy in January of this year. My son was in media. We were both Star Wars fans. And that's where we came up with the name Rule the Galaxy was, you know, Rule the Galaxy of Podcasts as father and son. Um, He's had to move on to some other things and he's still a guest from time to time. But, uh, you know, we really took a turn and said, hey, let's get together with these friends that and family members around central Indiana that really love Star Wars. And and, you know, we have Brent Dykeman, uh, a good family friend, Vinny Smith, good family friend, my brother, Tony, my cousin, Alfie, Nick Shesky. Uh, and Ryan Massengale, who who all bring different aspects to the show. They're, they're you know all different ages. They all like different parts of the Star Wars fandom. So that's really where we've gone to, and we do a weekly show. And and it's been a lot of fun over the past year to really get this going. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Brent, how you doing? Yeah, that's this is uh, you know, it's good to have you. I'm I'm doing fantastic, and I'm excited to uh, hang out in hyperspace with you guys. Um, listen to a couple different uh, podcasts of you guys, uh, but. Um, just looking forward to this uh, conversation that we're going to have about uh, some Mandalorian and just getting to know some other Star Wars fans. Joe wrote me into this this world, uh, pulled me into the podcast, and drove me into my Star Wars fandom deeper and deeper. We go, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome that you and we've been listening here recently. And yeah, like like you said, you guys are. I, I love your you're covering the 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 Mandalorian, real chill, real laid back. And you got a nice cast deal over there. You got you got several different guys you're weaving in and out of there. Different personalities. It's it's awesome. And now, did you guys, um, Joe? Have you guys been to Celebration? 
<laughs> so I, I saw... I've, yeah, I've, I've been twice. I've been, I went once when it was in Indy um, years ago. Gosh, yeah. uh, I don't know, 2002, 2003, something like that. Wow. Um, because that's where I'm from and it was easy. Um, and then, um, my son actually for my, uh, Christmas present in 2018, he bought, he and I passes to go to Chicago for the 2019 celebration. And it was, it was a great, it was a great weekend because we went to a Cubs game one day, went to celebration and right then and there, I knew that from now on, I want to go to all the celebrations because it's a totally different world. You just feel surrounded by all these people who are there because they love Star Wars. And and just like we're talking about our show, you can walk in there and there's cosplay that people go out of this world on, like you talk about. And then there's, you know, Legions fans and people getting tattoos and there's there's people up there doing live podcasts. And, and it's it's like every Star Wars fan's dream to just be surrounded by those people and feel comfortable in that setting. So that, that's my goal is to make it to where all of our guys from the show go and do that in the future. Yeah, that I was gonna say that would be the cool thing to see. Like your your crew, you listed off all those guys, have them walk around celebration, and just like I think it's so much fun. We go with friends; it's just great. It's a lot of fun at celebration. Have Have you guys been? Um, I've been to two, um, and then, uh, gosh, we, we kind of started our Star Wars like you know covering some of the news and stuff when they were in Europe. I if you remember, they went a couple yep. years back in Europe. And then growing up, I always followed them from from afar, and they were in uh, Indianapolis for quite some time. And it was close enough that here in Columbus, I was always like, if I could just get there, <laughs> you know, if I could just like, it's well, only, I, I think it's like a four hour drive yeah. from yeah, yeah, Columbus. Yeah. There. And I, I don't, you know, it was one of those things like I was either, uh, you know, either in high school or, or in college at the time. And I was just sort of like, ah, it's just me, you know? And I was just like, ah, do it. Am I, is it worth it to go? And I, but I would read about it. I would see some things that would happen afterwards and, and see some pictures and images. And I was always super jealous uh, that I didn't get to go. And I kept saying to myself, I'm going to go. I'm definitely going to go one of these years. And so I went to Orlando um, and then I went to um, Chicago, Chicago most recently. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. and then I, this was good. This was going to be my first year to uh. celebration, had a ticket, the whole, we're all set up and I live in Portland now. So I'm like, Oh, Anaheim, that's easy. You know, that's a like couple hour flight for me. Uh, and then yeah, we were holding out, holding out, holding. And then it finally, and then it finally got canceled. So next year, if it's, if it's a thing or whatever, you know, the ne certainly the next one I will be there. Yeah. Well, Brent's a big Disney guy, and and his family goes to Disney quite a bit. So I've told him, Brent, whether it's in Orlando, whether it's in L.A., you're going to have to be part of the crew. I'm going to have to figure out ways to help because everybody says if you're talking us into going, you're going to pay for some of it. So Big Joe's <laughs> got to come up with some cash. <laughs> right. I, I have no problem with going. Um, right. But I, I've basically been, I would call myself a fringe fa fan until Joe roped me into the deep end and like pulled me into the dark side of this whole stuff with the podcast and stuff. So I've been a fringe fan. So it was never really on my radar. But yeah, I would love to go to one, but it's never really been something on there. But I keep telling Joe that he, he wants us to go. And I said, okay, if you're paying, I'll go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're they're fun. I'm telling you. I think once you do go, though, Brett, you're gonna be like, well, you're all right, right. Uh, it's it's so, go time. And oh, he I, thinks, I believe he that too. I believe that too. Go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say he thinks he's found a lot of Star Wars Legions fans in Indianapolis. Wait till he goes to Celebration, and there's a thousand of them there buying and selling, and playing Legions right there. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's there's something there for everybody, which is. Which is crazy. Some people don't even go to the big, you know, main event. They're just out there playing on the gaming tables or they're, 
doing the cosplay thing or part of the five 501st, you know, um, Legion, whatever, you know, cosplay stuff. It's, it's crazy, man. And there is a whole podcasting section as well. Yep. Um, it's just nuts. You can't even see it all. Uh, that's why I'm always so glad they live stream it, that they record some stuff because I'm like, I can't get to everything. And what am I going to do here? You know, so it's great. I, I would say this, you know, you bring it up, you can't see it all. I think that's one of the things about Star Wars right now is you can't either buy it all, see it all, or get to it all and everything, whether it's the figures, whether it's celebration, whether it's you can't consume, there's so much that it's hard to like, I can't keep up with comics. There's no way I'm going to. So I just say, I'm not going to do it. I'll, I'll read online what's going on with them. Right. And I can't keep up with all the figures that are coming out. So I'll find a favorite here or there and I'll buy them. But celebrations, the same thing. You, you're, you're not going to get to see it all. So just find the things you must see and you have to do and go do them and then just have fun the rest of the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice. Yeah, for sure. Cause yeah, you just enjoy what you can, you know, gravitate towards, uh, you know, something like like me. I, I, I do like the books and I like uh, the comics and things. So I try to, you know, get in line for all those exclusives when I'm there and then and the toys and it's just got to be careful. I mean, it's it's like Master Yoda said, though, like once you get you, you get you fixate on something and you start down that path. I mean, forever will it dominate your destiny. So you got to like. You oh my god oh my god that look out my Brent. legion like oh my god you just wrecked my world with the legion <laughs> oh my uh, god oh my god oh he's I have to bring him back and have to bring him back oh, from the from the edge there yoda told he warned me of this oh my yeah. god <laughs> so joe is the dark side okay hey that's exactly and so that leads us into some of our questions uh just just trying to get to know you guys I was I was asking Matt, I was like look what, are we working with a couple uh you know dark side guys here or light side what's what's going on so um, in, in an effort to do that, uh, we always ask a couple of just, you know, kind of easy, uh, Star Wars questions, getting to know, you know, some of our, our, our guests here. And, uh, the first one we have up, you know, Matt, uh, Matt's, is it still Qui-Gon or is, has it changed to, to, to baby Yoda? I don't know what, you know, Matt over there is, uh, I, let me tell you, man. Baby Yoda is becoming my favorite character ever. The episode where he's, you know, the, uh, last week's episode, not not the the most recent one, the Bo-Katan episode, which was amazing. Yeah. But episode chapter ten, um, yeah. the eggs, man. I just, <laughs> I, 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 it, it is the, it, it might, it, it might. Uh, so episode one is is my favorite movie, just because again, as as an I when like that's like right when like I the first one I saw in theater, um, and I just love Qui Gon and everything, but. Man, I, that single episode might be the thing I go back and watch the most in Star Wars because I just, it's, I don't know why. I just think it's hilarious. He's just chowing down on those eggs. And then, you know, Mando asks him, how many did you eat? And he burps. And it's so, <laughs> right, so good. Right. And so I'm still unsure about, about Baby Yoda. So uh, yeah, there's, there's Matt. He was a Qui-Gon guy. Now he's, you know, gravitating towards uh, the child, which is great. I'm, a, I'm an Obi-Wan guy like Obi-Wan. So uh joe let's start with you and then we'll, then we'll go to brent but uh like favorite star wars character who's who's your guy or gal uh, you know um it it's it's definitely obi-wan um and and uh you mcgregor uh james arnold taylor all their piecing that character together from the clone wars the prequels uh rebels and and you know what even even going into uh the original trilogy he wasn't my favorite at the time but seeing the growth of him that whole way, I just feel like he's the epitome of of a Jedi. I mean, he he has faults and everything like that, but he's too cool for school, and you know, he's just he's just the coolest guy. So Obi Wan's Obi Wan's my guy. So yeah, yeah. 
I just hey. got his lightsaber at Galaxy's Edge. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. We have to also say, because I don't know if anybody's seen the photos, this dude has a ridiculous likeness to the Obi-Wan as well. Like he could, he could uh-huh. kind of, he could pull off an Obi Wan for Halloween yeah. or Obi Wan for a five oh first role play. Like yeah. he's got a ridiculous likeness to at least the James Arnold Taylor Clone Wars version of Obi Wan. Yes, he does. I, I was very close to buying the robes at Galaxy's Edge as well. I pu- I pulled away, like you I'm said. Surprised the you didn't. I backed up. I had to reevaluate <laughs> things. But yeah, uh, Obi Wan. There we go. Oh. Obi-Wan. Yeah, that's awesome. Now that, so that makes it tricky, right? Because I'm, I'm trying to figure these guys out, you know, and then, then you throw in like the greatest Jedi master of all time. Like it's, that's tough. That throws me, <laughs> throws me for a curveball. Uh, Brett, what, what about you? Favorite Star Wars character? I, just to figure him out a little bit more, uh, his background right now is Rex and his second. So I don't know if Rex is two or Ahsoka is three. So like, that's where he's at. She's, okay. up, she's up there. Yeah. So myself, um, I am about six foot five. Um, I've ranged between 300 to 400 pounds in my life. So um, I kind of identify with one towel walking carpet. Um, so <laughs> I am a, I am a Chewbacca fan. Uh, so wow. I, there's just something about the roar. There's something about his sarcasm that everybody seems to get. Um, and his, his humor, I truly do enjoy. So. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's a good, so these are, these are both good signs, you know? Yes. Um, th- yeah. these are both good signs. Chewbacca is, I got underappreciated. Under, yes. Big time. <laughs> the Wookiees in general are underappreciated. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah, the, I mean, we, we keep saying like, whenever we think about where you could weave a character back in or bring some more continuity or whatever, Chewie comes up every single yeah. time. I'm like there's Perfect. Chewie again. Yep. Yeah. 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 We just, we just did a we just did a, a thing where we were talking about we, we, we literally ran through we we picked fifty characters who could show up in, in the Mandalorian. Um and you know, we're going through literally I mean you know, like Luke, Leia, and then you know, down to like Lobot and some of these other characters, you know, just like and yeah. literally anybody who who could be. And I think the, I think really one of the ones we were just like in thinking of one, you know, you could you get somebody from that main group that you know isn't luke or leia and two you get somebody that you don't need the original actor to do you know with covid and trying to get everybody on screen and chewie's it and he would just be so perfect for for the mandalorian i mean he i mean it would it'd be it'd be great it'd be great for wookies it's that you know it's that (laughs) kind of you know it would be great for wookies it would be great for (laughs) yeah I mean, it's Life Day, isn't it? Or somewhere it is. around Life it Day. Is life Thank day. you for saying yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because I kept, I had, the, I had the doc up here, and you know, I was, I was, uh, both Matt and I were kind of, you know, coming home late or whatever. And I thought, holy smokes, Life Day has almost come and gone. And I almost missed it. Like, what is wrong with me? Uh, so yeah, happy, happy Life Day. Yeah. Well, the big question for us a couple weeks back was. Uh, was will we see Itchy? You know, like, is Itchy still around? <laughs> like, uh, just you know, Chewie's. Uh, that's uh, that. That was. Am I am I the only one old enough on here to have watched the original holiday special? I mean, we as as an as an wow. we've, we've you, watched, you mean originally not, watched it. Yeah, yeah not, I mean, I watched oh, it yeah. on I watched it on TV. I mean, oh I, yeah, I didn't that's, watch it on TV. That's, yeah, <laughs> that is so. Hey, Joe, Joe is it? Because uh, I only let's see here. I used to, I've seen I saw clips when I was growing up. And then one time I was like, I gotta watch the whole thing. So I watched the whole thing. Is it not pretty long? Isn't it like close oh, yeah. to? 
uh, is it, is it, it's over an hour, right? Is it between an hour oh, yeah. and two hours? Yeah, okay. it is. It's, it's, it's a lot longer and, and it just sometimes feels like it's a lot longer than it is because it's, yeah. <laughs> there's some bad, bad stuff in there, but, uh, yeah, it look, the, the redeeming value of it was that you get to see Boba Fett for the yeah. first time, um, in that cart, little snippet cartoon, the rest of it was pretty bad, but mm-hmm. it reminds me of being seven years old again. So, you know, I mean, right. okay. I'll live with right. it. I would not force anyone else to watch it, though. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, you know because again, seeing clips of it or whatever, and then when I wouldn't watch it, I was like, "There's so many musicals. There's so many like different <laughs> music pieces going on there." And I was like, "This is on another level." And then what blew me away, and I just could not get over it, was was Itchy uh, and, and and Mala there, and just the the dynamic between those Wookies. I I. That I lost it. I was like, "This has got to be." I mean, back then, like, what were what were we thinking? I it just it just blew me away. So, it was a totally yeah. different time. It was a yeah. different time. Yeah, that's that's cool though. That's that's really cool. <laughs> so actually, let me. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw another one at you guys here. Just while as we're warming up, getting ready to go into the uh, the the film TV show question. Um, when did you guys first, I guess, watch like your first experience <laughs> watching Star Wars? That's kind of interesting to me. I you know. Well, I'm, mine, mine's good, but I like Brent's a lot better, so I'm going to let him start. <laughs> All right, so I just remembered I was going to say something when I talked about Nick Shesky, but I was, you said you were jealous, to go back a little bit, you were jealous about the people that went to the theaters and watched it. It triggered what I was going to say. One of our co-hosts, Mass, woke up on Christmas morning to the oh. figures out of the package, all on top of like the Millennium Falcon, like the original Millennium Falcon toy. And his mom had set up the figures in like a diorama fight scene on top of the Millennium Falcon. And just that brings chills me telling you. And I, I am so jealous that he had yeah. that experience on Christmas morning um, and he was able to experience it. So my first experience was um, I distinctly remember I was a, a child watching it on Betamax. So not just VC, uh, VHS. We're talking Betamax. Beta, yeah. Oh, yeah. My grandparents had it. I would come home from uh, daycare. I would come home from preschool every day. I would turn it on. And there are old school 80s recliners that had a woven checkered board, like a square pattern on it. So they were raised up just a little bit and they were wa- the waves were there. And I got to the part where Luke was starting his attack run. And he was flying his X-Wing. And I thought I'd kick the chair out. I'd sit there <laughs> with the little woven patterns in my uh, in the armchair. I'd hit the buttons because all of the square, all the buttons were square in the X-Wing. And yeah. they would light up. So my chair had those buttons. And I would hit them as I was flying on the attack run. And he said, Luke, you turned off your targeting computer. <laughs> I would reach up and turn off my targeting computer. Wow. That's... That, so that that is like what I remember is my first introduction. I want to say five, six years old. Yeah. Yeah. That's sick. That is that that actually that in of itself kind of gives me chills thinking back to like because, you know, you have those. I mean, who hasn't like messed around? I'm over here so even now messing around with like my my recorder. Like I got dials and stuff on it and I'm like, <laughs> you know, taking this to hyperspace, the whole thing. So, yeah, that's awesome. That's cool. That's cool. For me, yeah, uh, for me, it was. um summer of 77 i I turned uh six in june and i think for like the weekend before weekend after my birthday my mom and my aunt dropped off me my cousin who was 
nine and my cousin who was 10 dropped us off at the theater, which would never happen today. A six, nine and 10 year old being dropped off at a movie theater. Um, dropped off, we went in. From that moment on, I was lost. I mean, it was, it, became, it consumed me from six until, you know, 13 or 14 years old. It was, it was everything. And um, still remember it. Still remember walking into the theater. The theater is no longer there, but um, yeah, my, my cousins still tell me and talk to me about how I just wouldn't shut up about it then. I said, well, it's good. That's why I've got a podcast now. So um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I, I was, I was very lucky to have it be, hit me right at the right time to where it made sense and it worked out perfectly for me. So, yeah, yeah, that, that is awesome. We have, uh, we always encourage people to like, you know, write into the show and, and tell us like their, you know, how they got into star Wars or whatever, when they first saw it or what, you know, what have you. And when we get those, uh, transmissions where people were like, like they were, they're like, I was there in the beginning. And I was like, Oh my <laughs> God. I was, there, I was like, Oh, what was it? I was like, describe the theater, you know, tell me what did it smell? You know, I was like, I was like, it's just so cool to me. I just think about like, cause you hear about it and I've read, you know, articles and I've, I've looked at all the, all the documentaries and all that kind of stuff. There was just like a different, you know, energy, yeah. like a really different energy around it. And I, I'm like, so, uh, it's just interesting. Cause for us, I mean, we were kind of watching the VHS, we were kind of uh, learning about it from either, you know, uh, older cousins or, 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 or whatever. Uh, my mom actually was the one who threw it in for me one time. And I was like, this is awesome. I was, you know, hooked uh, at, at a really young age. And then as we got older, uh, Phantom Menace was coming out. And so that energy was kind of coming back again. And it was it was pretty, pretty awesome. So yeah, it's just cool. It's always cool to, to hear about what it was like back then. And just cause you, that was like magic. I mean, the, like the originals mm -hmm. are just straight magic. You just... I think Mark Hamill said, like to capture that again is just it's, it's like impossible. It's impossible. Yeah, and th and that's and that's okay. Like it's it's that's why everything else is awesome, and it still kind of gives you those feels, and you can kind of like tap back into the originals, and that's good energy. But there's nothing that will ever touch it again. I mean, it's just you know. Sorry, I'd be go ahead and say that. No, I'm no, no. It's, it's good. It. It's, that's awesome. I, and, yeah. and, and and you know, you talk about the prequels. I mean, again, my life just kind of worked out this way. My son was six in 1999. So I was six in 77. He was six in 1999. So I got to watch basically me go through that process as a father, right? And and so that's where he and I bonded with with that same kind of feel. And I got to watch where people were bashing on the prequels. I got to sit back and go, man, my kid is in love with this stuff, right? So right. I got to enjoy it through him and have something to talk to him about when he was six and seven years old. So it, it just, you know, it works out and, and it's always been a family thing for me ever since then. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Um, okay, awesome. Well, and actually, so that kind of uh, is, is a little prelude to our, our next question there, Matt. Um, let's, let's, cause again, I think, you know, I don't know. It's, it's always good. I, I, go, I like man. to, like to see Favorite. where these guys are at. All right, favorite movie, your favorite Star Wars movie. Brent, you gotta pick up. Pick one, Brent. Only only one now. Okay. So if I'm going to the movie, because which is where I consume, I'm a visual guy. <laughs> um, so I, I consume my Star Wars through the visual medium. I'm probably gonna go with Empire Strikes Back was the one that I think I have always been attached to and I find myself going back to and loving the most. There's a lot of meaning there. There's a lot of the training sequences and you learn a lot more about what a Jedi is. I think that draws me in. Um, I've been the Yoda guy. I do like Yoda. I love the first first experience with Yoda. 
Um, the bounty hunters, you get to see the bounty hunters. There's just a lot of, oh, and I also love me some Hoth. That is one of the best battles, I feel, in the, uh, in the early series for sure. So I'm a huge Hoth battle guy. So all of those together have made Empire my favorite. Growing up, though, with all of my friends and everybody that I would talk to, they would try to say Return of the Jedi is the best. But I was always stuck on Empire. So Empire. Yeah. Yeah, Empire's great. Yeah, I, 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 that you can't go wrong there at all. It's it visually when you look at that. Uh, gosh, just between Vader and Luke, I mean that hole on Cloud mm-hmm. City, it yep. just that is stunning. It is absolutely stunning, and it's one of the reasons why most recently in the Mandalorian, some of those shots where they've got like that that mm-hmm. orange glow coming off the ground, I'm like, uh, that's straight back to to Empire. <laughs> it was it was next level. So yeah, yeah. But Joe, yeah, what do you think? I, you know, I wish I could say something shocking or something to really shake things up, but um, like Brent, Empire still stands out to me as the best one. And while I got a chance to be the OG in 77, I think being nine and being able to go deeper into the characters that you love so much really, really took it to another level. And um, I mean, come on, you know, I, I'm your father, the hand getting cut off, Yoda, like you said, the Bestman scenes, the Hoth scenes, it doesn't really get much better than, than all that put together. And, and every character is pulled in a different direction. So it's just it's just really great. I, I, I don't know. There are movies that are newer that I'm starting to say, man, they're creeping up on it. But nothing nothing touches Empire for me yet. Yeah. yeah. And, and what kid didn't say, Luke, I'm your father, into a fan when it's running? <laughs> I mean, yeah. you name a child, even if you weren't a fan of Star Wars, uh-huh. you heard somebody do it and you thought it was cool. I swear yeah. every person I know has done that. Yeah. So, yeah, even, yeah even, the, even though it's, it's, a, it's 100% always incorrectly quoted, yes. it, is, it, is, it is still like the most known movie quote like yeah. in existence, even yeah. though it's, it's, it's entirely like misquoted, but it is. It is that. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you guys, do you guys, with Brent and I both saying Empire, this is something that just popped into my head. We talked about how, especially in today's world, nothing can live up to certain things right it's hard to catch magic in a bottle you know again but looking at how the prequels came about and got bashed because they couldn't live up to the expectations of whoever was putting those out there and how the sequels have had some really great things in them but have also you know caused division or whatever do you guys think it would have been any different if the internet would have been around when empire came out after new hope because of it went in that different direction like that. I mean, I don't know. I just, it just popped into my head hearing yeah. us talk about it. I don't, I don't know if people would have been like, it's not the same, it's different, but that's yeah. exactly at that time what made it great. You know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. A hundred percent. I do. There would, there <laughs> yeah. would, de- there would definitely be there. I mean, there, there would definitely, I mean, l- I mean, look at the people right now that are like all upset that baby Yoda was eating eggs. Right. Oh. Just, I mean, this, you know, this is ridiculous. And so, I mean, yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, you have you you have that going on, you know, uh, uh, on the internet. Especially, I mean, especially going from even even last. I mean, last season. I mean, it was. It's not like Mandalorian was, you know, like not dark or anything. There's, you know, but it's like this yeah. season's like definitely bigger and, there, and there's more stuff going on. But yeah, with Empire being definitely a darker film than than than, than seven or one or four. Excuse me. <laughs> Thinking about all you know, all uh-huh. all the movies there. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I, I, I think I think people would have been like, oh, this just wasn't as good to take my kids to. Yeah, there there would have been there would have been backlash. Here's the thing, though. I do. I think there would have been uh, possibly. But I will say it, it is still magic for a reason, though. I kind of think like even if we had as like the fandom is the way it is and it was coming out or whatever. Um, well, I guess. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, is that the fan that, like, that fandom was emerging right then. It was brand new. And so the energy's you know, really it's, it's really there. And we're always kind of comparing. I think part of the negative the negative vibe or whatever comes from like always trying to compare you know, different things to different, you know, whatever. And, and, uh, it's, it's crazy because I, I have, uh, I have a niece who is like super into the Mandalorian and that's probably going to be like her entry point into it. Uh, she also loves rebels as well. Anytime I put that on, uh, it, it's great. And cause you know, she's, uh, six, you know, so that's, that's where she's at. Um, but yeah, I think it would have maybe been, there would have been a little bit of, of, of backlash, but I always say, and we always kind of trust that, there are more people out there that really, really just love it. They consume it. You can see it in in the money and the revenue and the whatever. Um, and they're, the people who don't like it are just loud. They're, they're loud. Correct. And there's not very many of them, I don't think. I, I, I know that that's what we see sometimes. But, like, just being on different – and I'm not a real big social media guy and trying to navigate it, actually. Like, it, it's, it's weird. We were right on that cusp of, like, I didn't – I had – my when I was uh, my, my senior year, I had a flip phone. You know, thank God I didn't have a cell phone when I was in in, in high school. Uh, gee, many Christmas. Um, but yeah, like like we were, you know, it's it's all. I, so I'm kind of on the on the fringe there in in regards to it, and not getting on there and blasting out sort of my thoughts and opinions or just whatever it might be. Uh, yeah, but it's still there. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. So that's a good. Yeah, question. I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, it, it, it's still. I mean, Empire is still. If if it came out today, I feel like people would still on the internet overwhelmingly like love it. I mean, just because good movies are gonna get praise. I mean, just I think you just look at the Marvel movies. I mean, Avengers Endgame. I I don't know. I I can't think off the top of my head of like specific people on Twitter who are like, oh, that movie sucks because it's like amazing. I mean, yeah, so there's you know it's hard. Yeah, there's to, one random guy out there. There's somebody. I'm sure like, there is. It was like yeah, you know but, what? They had too many people come back in the end. You know, it's just like, my my son always says it. There's there's even someone out there who hates the Beatles. I yeah. Mean, yeah, I mean right? that's just that's how it works. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Yeah, that's that's really that's really interesting. And and actually, you know, we always try to. Because we do get uh, when people write in uh, to, to to the show or whatever. It like I said earlier, it's so interesting to see what they um, are into and what they started watching first and what they love. Um, and it is so mad. It's it's so huge whether they started with the book or the like a TV series. Like honestly, Rebels the 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 TV series is really good. I I I wasn't a huge fan of Clone Wars and that I get a lot of grief for that sometimes. But like, and maybe it was because I was super busy during the time and I didn't I wasn't like consuming it as much as everyone else. And so I was kind of like ah. What's going on, you know? Um, I liked Ahsoka. I love Ahsoka. Absolutely love Ahsoka. But didn't really get to know her until late in, in Clone Wars. And then going into to Rebels, I that TV show blew me away. I still will throw that on. Just so I, I, I say I, I'm wanting my niece to watch it. But I love <laughs> re-watching it. So it's, uh, that's where I'm at. But, yeah. yeah. Brent, you're, I, you're kind of the same way, right? I mean, I we both came into Clone Wars late. And uh, Rebels... I watched from the beginning, but you just got on Rebels recently, and you, you yeah. love that show. Yeah, the COVID kind of helped me out with Rebels and um, Clone Wars and Disney Plus. So let's not. <laughs> so so I have I have this uh, I have a couple unhealthy addictions. So forever will it dominate your path? Um, Legion being one of them. The second one being Disney Plus. 
Um, yeah. it, is, it is, as I've said on one of my podcasts, it's the crack cocaine to my Star Wars addiction. <laughs> um, it has allowed me to consume nothing but Star Wars because it's got a little button that says Star Wars. And then everything Star Wars is right at my That's fingertips. Right. Yep. Right. So COVID helped me get into Rebels. So I really didn't get into Rebels until COVID because yep. I didn't know. I really didn't know anything about Rebels. I didn't. Again, I've kind of been a periphery fan, like I said, and then Joe's kind of got me into it. But I love the Rebels. I love where it goes. Now, I will also say that if when we get to talking about the where Mandalorian is going, I've seen more predictions that, and I've seen some stuff that is the hokey stuff of um, that the Filoni gets into. Just say yeah. it. Just say the words. I, I no, I don't want to talk about the world between worlds. Oh, I don't want to oh, talk boy. about the world between worlds uh-huh. because that's just too far out there for me. Yeah. So I yeah. said it, Joe. I said it. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so Rebels was new to me, and then so basically when we I started talking to Joe, I started watching the Clone Wars as well, right around that same time frame. So I've really, I'm really new to the Clone Wars. I'm really new to Rebels, um, but Rebels really has pulled me in a little bit more. And I, th- I think the big, I think because it is a linear story and it's not jumping around all over the place like the Clone Wars did, helped right. me pull me in a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah, wow, that, that, that's that's yeah. so crazy. Just because I'm in the I'm in the exact same boat where Ez had watched Rebels and I hadn't watched it until COVID, uh, and then it's like, well, I'm home all the time and 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 doing stuff, and so I had never seen it, and so you've so you've finished it, I'm guessing if you've if yes, you, oh, okay, okay, I don't, just don't want to don't want to don't want to spoil anything. Well, but. we're actually we're actually doing like a Rebels like breakdown season by kind of uh, yep. mm-hmm. just to, as filler episodes is kind of an off episode every off week right. or so. Yeah. We're doing like we're we've started. We're just in season one right now, but we're going through and breaking it down. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Well, so I mean, I so like I was. As as has told me, and people have um, been like, "Oh man, you got to watch Rebels. You got to watch." Rebels. I'm like, "Okay," because like, I for me, it's like cart cartoon Star Wars. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so, uh, man, I started watching it in the first season. I'm like, "All right, this, all right, this is all right." And as like, just wait till season two, and then you get to season two, and you get to the end of season two, and you get to the Darth Maul. You know, you yeah. get to the Darth Maul and Ahsoka yeah. episodes, and I was like, I was like, this episode is literally. <laughs> some of the best like like hour or however long of a block it is 40 minutes or whatever block of star wars like i mean i'm like i think i could i could stack this up against some of the movies and and certain just segments of the movies and be like i mean it's better i mean obviously i mean when ahsoka cuts anakin you know vader's helmet and you get to see it it's like i mean that's it's amazing how i mean how how good of it is and then and then to bring back in Thrawn, because I, you know, grew up with like Legends and 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 the EU um, and stuff like that. And then they bring Thrawn back in, and then like, oh my gosh, you get to Kanan's final stand, and mm. it's, I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, it is, <laughs> it, is it is, it <laughs> is, it is so good. It's so good. How, how well done that is for an animated mm-hmm. series. I mean, it's 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 so amazing. I just had to convince a coworker yesterday. I think it was, I was talking to him about it and he was like, well, I haven't seen route because he was talking about how good Mando was. And he was talking about Bo-Katan. And I was like, well, one, I think Filoni's going to explain it. So you don't have to go back. I think they're good enough and smart enough to know that this is the entry point for some people right. that they will explain everything that they need to, if you just give it time to explain it. But if you want to, and he's like, well, they're cartoons. I was like, but hold up. They're good. Like, it's not like, yeah, it might start off that way because you got your main character Ezra starts off as like a teenager, 
but as he grows in the force, the age of the show matures as well. Yeah. So, yeah, no, you're, you're, you're exactly right. And that's a good point. I do think they are probably, um, and, and actually it's, this is kind of working out perfect because we are kind of transitioning right into, um, the Mandalorian, uh, you know, uh, but yeah, like it, the, the rebel show, it's, it's there. It's, it's awesome. It is, it is a big entry point for a lot of people because it was so good. And when people hit season two, they were like, what is this thing that everyone, you know, is kind of, uh, you know, raving about. And it almost does capture some of that. Like we talk about like original magic and you're like, mm-hmm. wow, that, that's, that's hard to do. And you did it in an animated series. And that's, that's why I love Dave Filoni so much because he says, okay, this is what I'm in charge of. You know, if I were in charge of writing a comic book, if that's all they, they, you know, that, that's what they gave me, which would be freaking amazing, by the way. Uh, you know, yeah, please, uh, uh, please, please, someone like, you know, like I don't have any credentials, but, uh, you know, uh, but if they did, you would try, you would take sort of the level of, you know, wherever you are and, and your passion and you would pour it into that and with everything that you have. And that's something that, I, I mean, everyone does and, and stuff, but like, Dave Filoni was so close to, he worked so well with like George in, in the Clone Wars and all that kind of stuff. It's like some of George just rubbed off on him and he's always trying to make sure that he's got George Lucas's spirit in honoring what he wanted in this, uh, in this galaxy. And I'm like, that's next. Let's that's he's a, it's attention to detail. He cares about it. And it really shows, it really shows in everything he works on. And I think it, no one can say, I mean, like rebels is good. Uh, the end of Clone Wars, I mean, even that last season of Clone Wars was amazing. Really and then now we're getting really good stuff with Mando. Like, that, mm-hmm. what he's touching is gold right now. And it's, it's. I don't know anybody who's who's upset with him. <laughs> well, I, in Filoni, we trust. That, yeah, yeah. That's, that's our motto right there. But but I, I will take it a step further. The Star Wars galleries after season one of Mandalorian, that 10-minute segment where he just went on a soliloquy by himself, yeah, I mean, chills. Like you, yes. you're listening to him talk, and you're going, mind blown, right? Like he's mm-hmm. so into it, and it's like if people would just relax and okay, you're upset about eggs, or you're upset about this, <laughs> just listen to what this one guy says for like ten minutes, and you're gonna be like, damn, that's really, really good. I yes. mean, it just makes yeah. you love Star Wars. Yeah, twice, yeah. twice I have texted as because um and been like this just changed star wars uh like like forever <laughs> and both of them involved things you know created by dave filoni because uh because i watched when disney plus came out uh you know i'm on the west coast so i get stuff at like nine right you know if it comes out at midnight um so i was like lying in bed and i was like all right i'm gonna watch mandalorian i was like you know don't i mean it's gonna be, i was like going into a mandalorian season one i was like it could be cool you know i don't really i'm I, i'm here for it, whatever i get to the end and i was like like oh my god! Like they just like and I texted because I because I, I, I always I never try to spoil things for us, but I do always try to be like it's amazing and I just have to like right. tell you. And I was like, it literally changes Star Wars forever. <laughs> it was like it was like yeah. the text I said, and yeah. then and then he was at work uh, when the the gallery came out. And again, it's like another thing. Eh, it's behind the scenes, whatever. Right. And I was like. Dude, I, I I was like Dave Filoni goes on this rant that like changes Star Wars forever. Like I don't know how to tell you. He's like, all right, I'll watch it as soon as I go. Right. Yeah, yeah. That conversation, it was like we were in the the council chamber and Yoda decided to go on a a rant. Maybe even better, Qui Gon or Obi- whoever, whoever you like, right, is sitting there going on this this epic, you know, rant. And I was sitting there just like, this is another level. And it was so, so happy that we got to see that and see him talk to the other directors and, and everyone be there. And 
And so it just gave you the good feels about Star Wars, and you thought, okay, they're they're going in the right direction. Um, I'm so happy that this, because I don't really know. Uh, it'd be interesting to find out, like where where were they putting their eggs? Were they were they putting them all <laughs> in right? And because I don't know, that they all were in on 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 the Mandalorian, but then you cannot. I mean, the, the it just did so well, and it. I think now they're just pushing everything, saying this has got to be big. Give these guys what they need. Budget wise, let's make this bigger, better. Um, give them, I mean, anything you guys want, green light it. I mean, they're just on it. So, yeah. One of my favorite memes that I've seen recently was um, the scene from Hook where one of the Lost Boys was looking at Robin Williams and he puts his hands on the on Robin Williams' face and he says, "Where are you?" And then he like smashes it back and is like, "Oh, there you are!" Like for Peter Pan. Yes. But yes. they changed it. They change and it's like, where are you, Star Wars? There, the Mandalorian season two. <laughs> there you are. There you are, Star Wars. Uh, like the Mandalorian, like like you just said, um, it it changes the game. And like we jokingly say, a, a couple people have quoted it that have been on Rule of the Galaxy that have called we we want to make shirts in Filoni we trust because after that rant and after watching the gallery anything that that man does star wars related i feel like it's in great hands because he thinks so like you said thoroughly and he is he is george lucas number two like he is he is the best heir to taking over he is this generation's version of lucas he is the one that i believe that will carry it forward if if allowed to mm-hmm. yeah 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 well and i and i it's the thing i the thing i like too is I mean, it's 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 it's. I mean, Dave Filoni is. I mean, I, I I say that literally. Other other than George Lucas, nobody knows Star Wars like Dave Filoni. Um, I was like, it's just it's so apparently obvious. <laughs> like, I mean, in that, in where he knows like every deep cut that that exists. Um, but then also, I mean, John Favreau is yes. is. I mean, he deserves a ton of credit too. Tons. Um. And I mean, you can just look at his his track record. I mean, he was very heavily involved in in Marvel, and I mean, like yep. that's a twenty five movie <laughs> franchise that is coherent and makes sense. And other than like Edward Norton doing the one Hulk movie and then leaving, <laughs> it's pretty much the same. Uh, yeah. Just that the entire thing. And he was very heavily, you know, heavily involved in um, in that. And so now that he's on Star Wars, I mean, you could just tell. I mean, the, these guys. You've got you've got you know you got the guy who is like the lore master and you've got the guy who knows how to do all of the like production stuff and it's just like like those two guys are clearly like they've just yep. become like best friends and and John Favreau is like oh yeah you want to do that yeah I can make that happen you know like yeah. <laughs> exactly well I always talk I always talk about the other part of the gallery which is the volume and I'm a techno whiz but like just how they can create the scenery on a cheaper budget by just creating a digital image of it and make it so believable that you think you're on Tatooine. And the only thing that would set them when they're filming is a rock. Everything Mm -hmm. else is computer generated imagery. They just have a rock in the foreground. (laughs) Everything in the background is computer generated. And it's so realistic that they can go to Tatooine without having to fly everybody out to the desert of um, Morocco. Right. Tunisia. Sorry. I had the wrong. I think. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's yeah, it's it's one of the, the volume is honestly it is the biggest advantage that the Mandalorian has um, also because I mean, just think about the, the world we're in now where it's 
filming things are constantly getting shut down and stuff like that. And it's so much easier. Well, you know, I mean, you can bring somebody in because, you know, it's not you're not flying a huge cast and crew out, you know, as you said, to Morocco and stuff like that. I mean, now it's like, hey, we just need like two or three people and we, we got the rest. And it's right. not CG, but it so it is that like it's that that combination of digital and practical and it and it, it feels it feels more like the originals than it does necessarily even like like the prequels or even in yeah. some cases the sequels because like i've we've talked about um before one of the things i found a little off-putting in episode seven um not that it was bad but just you noticed it was you know you'd have you you go from these practical characters that are puppets mm -hmm. like that then you go to like maz kanada and she's cg and so it just they feel out of place Whereas like the prequels, everything feels fine because everything's CG. But now you have like it's this. Uh, it's like because it's more practical and stuff like that. And they've got that that perfect blend that it just all feels cohesive and it just it yeah. looks amazing. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I, I like I like that. Like you said, the mixture. It, it's they're not trying to overdo one way or the other with with the Mandalorian. And and I'm hoping. I mean, from what I'm hearing, you know, when and if Cassian and when and if Kenobi go under you know, filming, they're going to be doing the same thing using the same setup. So that'll be great. It'll uh, hopefully we get the same kind of quality that we're getting with Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, one more thing, and this is, this is uh, before we move off of this, uh, Joe, the, the idea that uh, the whole vibe of, of, of gallery and, and seeing behind the scenes, behind the curtain <laughs> or whatever was like, they had like a team, you know, it, it was like, we're going to work together no one person is bigger than another person. That whole spirit, I was like, that's the team spirit. And you you have this skill. This guy has this skill. And other directors stayed around on set and learned from other directors. I was like, that is... And yes. I, sh showing us that, I thought, was like really, really huge and really important for the show. And, and for people that are into the novels and the comics, which which I'm a novel guy. I'm, I'm Again, I'll dabble with the comics, but I really focus yeah. on the novels. I'm, I'm hoping that the five-year teamwork they've used on uh, the High Republic mm -hmm. comes off with the same thing because they have. They've been working hand-in-hand -hand together, making sure the storylines match up, making sure the characters follow, you know, things. Now, I know it's just supposed to be novels and comics, but, I mean, if they build something good enough with that, I'm sure it can go to a visual, uh, you know, area after that. But I'm yeah. hoping that that comes together as that on that as well. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 yeah, I, I hope so too, because that was exciting to kind of see that they had all the different, um, you know, il like like uh, authors, illustrators, comic book people all working together. Um, yeah, we need more of that. I mean, we, we mm -hmm. really do need people working together and it being cohesive because it is, oh gosh, I forget who it was. It, was, it must have been a director, maybe an upcoming director or so, so someone was talking about being, or no, maybe it was uh, an, an, an actor. Might have been Katie Sackhoff who was, the, was coming on kind of saying that Star Wars is... Like, like you have to understand coming into Star Wars that it's bigger than you, and that oh, like it's the Leslie new director, Hedlund, Leslie Hedlund from that's the new who it was. Hedlund. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um. I because I, I was just like, wow, that that makes you feel good about people that they're bringing in. They understand what what this is because I think sometimes you know, you you maybe people walk in there and think, uh, I I I, I don't know. You you could walk into it with the wrong mindset or whatever, and and that's not that you that that you intended to, but. I don't know if, if you're not really involved in it, you haven't been around the fandom, like if you understand how immense and how big and, and how important every little thing is, you know, and how it all has to kind of work together. And you need a team. You can't do it on your own. Right. You, you really do need to work together with people. So to see that spirit 
uh, was yeah. was huge, and that's why yes. it is so freaking successful right now. Well, Star Star Wars is Star Wars is like the only time that uh, you know Mark Hamill can sit next to Samuel L. Jackson and Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> like put to shame. You know what I mean? Like it's the, it's the only situation where that happens. I mean, like yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, one more thing before, because you guys brought this up uh, it, as we before we we've been talking, we dance around. We're, I, after this, we're gonna we're gonna dive right into the Mandalorian here and ask you guys what you what you think so far, where we're going, all that good stuff. Um, lightsaber hilts. I, I'm so intrigued <laughs> because I love. I mean, this I, I saw that question. I'm like, let's go. I mean, I, anything where we can kind of talk uh, this uh, real uh, specific aspect here. So, what is up with the with the so uh, the, the question about lightsaber hilts that you guys put in here, Brent? So this comes from uh, a while back. We were talking, uh, I believe it was when Count Dooku first made his appearance in um, Attack of the Clones. It would be Joe's brother, Tony, was not a huge Dooku fan. And so I believe they nicknamed him Stumpy and Headless um, because he get his arms chopped off. And that was in episode three. But so yeah. and he, they were also talking about going to Galaxy's Edge and they had displays of lightsabers out. And no one wants to go to the Dooku lightsaber. So um, I and I would I was not actually on that episode. I listened to it, but I had to come on the next week and say, you know what? I actually do like the Dooku lightsaber. I like the fact that it's got like a little curve to it so he can be a little bit more gentlemanly like it's more for like a little flick of the wrist. And he comes across. It's like it's like the teetotaler with the pinky up. That little uh -huh. curve to his lightsaber allows him to have that, like, that Devonair swashbuckling, um, I'm fencing. better than you, fencing, I'm better than, but, yes. that, but that regal, I'm better than you way of using the lightsaber. So it always, it came back to that, but it's a good question, I think, like, which, what saber kind of stuck out to you as one that you either are pulled to or do yeah. you identify with? And if you're a Dooku fan, you're a Dooku fan. Well, I, yeah, I'll, I'll let Matt take this 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 one first. I mean, because he he actually is. I mean, I, you've said this before. I've heard you say it for years. You, you're not. I mean, opposed to that to that well, saber. It's true. Well, and it's only because uh, in college, you know, we needed we needed like PE oh, credits or whatever. God. And so our buddy, as a nice buddy, Tom Tom and I took fencing. We did we did uh, we oh. took we took fencing. And so it's like it is. It's like wow. I just, it's I. It's like unreal. It is. It is, <laughs> it is unreal. It is unreal. But I mean, if I. I mean, so I. Yeah. I mean, so just in that. But in terms of like, um, I mean, if I could do any, like, if it was like, oh, it's like tomorrow, I could be a master in any style. It would be the dual bladed Darth Maul. I mean, no question. No questions yeah. asked. That would be. I mean, again, and that's one of the reasons I, I love episode one is, you know, everything we saw in the originals. And then as a kid, you know, because I didn't see I, I didn't see like the, the, the preview for it or, or whatever. Um, and so in the movie theater and Darth Maul steps out and then boom, boom. And it's like, oh, my God, like, you know, yeah. mind, mind blown. Yeah. 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 That that that, that is, that's a good one. If, you know, Darth Maul. Yeah. Because. Um, yeah, for me, uh, the first one that I really, really liked, and I remember growing up, yeah. The, Getting those, oh, you you, you kind of throw them out like this, right? You're the the lightsaber oh, yeah. from yeah. Walmart, or whatever, right? Um, I was always trying to find, it. I never could find it. The the green Luke Skywalker mm -hmm. um, from from Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. That one to me, it just always looked the coolest. I always I always really 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 liked that one. And I was one of those guys who was a little bit kind of like, we're gonna see that saber, right? They're gonna bring that saber back. We're gonna see it, uh, and we didn't. And so I'm like, <laughs> wow. I mean, that for me was like a. Really, I was like my favorite one because although I'm an Obi Wan guy and I love Obi Wan, 
and I love just the the you know and actually when you looked there's some similarity between Luke's uh, saber in return and, and then Obi-Wan's. I think and Obi Wan's they're not yeah. they're not the same but obviously like the top I don't know like the uh, I don't even know what it's called like the emitter or whatever is they're similar and I I, I just kind of like that but. Yeah, his always looked so cool, and when R two shoots it out, you're like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's just such a sick moment, and you get it, you get more of an up close look at that one. Whereas uh, I feel like in four, you really didn't get to see what Obi Wan was using or what Luke was using as much. So I mean, Luke's for sure, but I guess like Obi Wan when he was fighting, I was like, ah, what's what's he got there? So um, yeah, for me, it's it's that one, but but I don't know. I'm not opposed to Dooku's. I mean, Dooku's is interesting. Uh, it's Brent. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's not bad. I, it's it's because it, it, it was cool. It's like, what are you gonna do, right? I mean, so yeah. they keep trying to upgrade, right? So you go from mm-hmm. like what we had in the originals, then you go to episode one, like Matt said, where we've got that Dooku shows up with if, that, and you're like, if Dooku okay. were anyone other than Christopher Lee, I don't know that. Like, then it, I think I feel like it would have been like really ridiculous, but only because it's like Christopher <laughs> Lee, and it's like okay, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, yeah and it fits him, yeah. To go even further than that, then you uh, one up it with like the Inquisitors when you're in Rebels with the oh. little spinny with their spinny lightsaber. Yeah. That oh. I feels a little over the top. I do feel Does like yours that do that. <laughs> Does yours do that? Does yours yeah. do that? <laughs> that is actually. What did yeah, you guys? I, what did you guys think of uh, of? So I mean, there was a lot of pushback in, in the in the trailer. Was Claymore saber Kylo Ren's? Or oh. were you against it? Or were you? I mean, was with Kylo Ren's with the have it on the hilt as well? Yeah, I mean, yeah. coming out the sides. That's actually my son's favorite. He loves that when he's already got the the Kylo Ren, the the real you know heavy duty right. one or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, again, I think you're always trying to push the envelope, trying to show something new and different. I think for an animated series, the Inquisitors Spinnies works, but in a movie, I think having the Dooku style, the Maul style, Kylo Ren, that you know, that's really all you need to push it, right? I mean, I feel like those are good. Um, but but yeah, I mean, Kylo's Kylo's was all right. I like the sound to it too, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Brant, did, were you opposed to Kylo's? Yeah, no, I, I have nothing real. I mean, yeah, it was weird. It was new. It was like, how? Well, why is it coming out the sides, right? I mean, they they explain that. But um, so I was cool with it. What I was gonna get into is I really like Ezra's original lightsaber that he built with the like gun aspect slingshot uh, that yes. I yeah. that fit him that was perfect for him and it was a completely right. new take on the saber and i loved that aspect so yeah. to go back to the kylo one yeah it was new it was different i looked at it but i didn't get all all in a huff about it it, yeah. was, it was it was all it was new it was all right let's let's see how this works yeah. and i will say that for years before i watched rebels one of my biggest things was I was like, I thought Ezra's lightsaber was stupid. Like I was like, just like You're I was like, it's so like a wrong. gun. You're I was so like, wrong. it's like a gun. Ez kept telling me, he's like, he's like, you just have to watch. I was like, dude, I don't, I don't, I don't even know if I can get past this guy's lightsaber. <laughs> and then when I when I watched it, I saw, oh no, he built it, and it's his thing. And I was like, okay, right. all right, I got it, I got it, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I thought it, yeah, they were trying something new, and and eventually it kind of it gets better. But I I thought it was interesting, and I was like, wow, it's pretty cool. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I love talking lightsabers. Anything uh, relating to the Jedi, the Force, I'm always down. Okay, uh, well, let's get into some of the big stuff here. So, uh, topics. Just want to talk to these guys about, uh, I know on, on Rule the Galaxy, you guys are covering the Mandalorian, talking about it uh, week by week and everything. But, like, what do you think so far? Uh, we just had a pretty big episode. So we've been, like, three episodes in, and we've had some big reveals. 
Um, Brent, we'll start with you. You know, like, how is it going so far? What What do you think? What do you like? And what's maybe like a favorite moment for you so far in the in season two? I mean, that's such a heavy question. Well, right. So I <laughs> sorry. Episode three. Episode three. So we were talking about like somebody. One of you guys said. I think it was Matt said that uh, the rebels. You can say after you get into it, the rebels are up and on the movie. It might have been you, Ezra. That the yeah. rebels. Once you get into it, they rival some of the best Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, after watching episode three, I want to say that that episode itself, in my opinion, could rival maybe not Empire Strikes Back, but that's up there in one of my top um, Star Wars moments. scenes, movies, moments. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that thing was from the beginning to the end, awesome. Um, I love that we're kind of on a new planet with the Moncala. I love yeah. the fact that he was crash landing, that he. He is fallible. Um, so I love the fact that my heart dropped when the Memacore, uh swallowed baby Yoda. Cause yeah. I'm not going to lie. The first time I watched it, I didn't see the top closed and I thought he got swallowed without the top being closed. So I'm yeah. like, he's dead. Like, why is she going down there to save him? Right. Um, so out of those moments, I think that episode was fantastic. I was scared poopless by the spiders. Um, <laughs> So when you say you'll rewatch that episode all the time, I'll rewatch <laughs> it to watch the eggs be eaten. But the last then, 10 minutes of it, I'm good on. I'm yeah, good. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So and then you have Boba Fett and the Crate Dragon and bringing in Cobb Vant. So um, just the fact that they're bringing in characters from all over the worlds and all over the different books and um, expanded universe versus video versus video i'm wondering if they're going to bring in video games listening to you guys talk about like the timeline and the possibilities of who would be there i love the fact i love the fact that you guys did not leave out the video game people because i'm kind of a i'm a i'm i dabble my toe in the video games we got another guy that plays all the time but the fact that you mentioned cal kestis and iden and some of the other inferno squad was like oh i didn't even think about those people but I'm almost guaranteeing that that is somebody's tie into the Star Wars world. So those guys are thinking about tying them in in some way, shape, or form, possibly. So it would be really cool to see those guys get roped in somehow, like the Cal Kestis or... Because um, when I heard Corvus, right? We're yep, going to yeah. go see Corvus on Ahsoka so- so- Tano. The only place that I had heard of Corvus before, forgive me, is <laughs> yeah. Fallen Jedi or yeah. uh, Fallen <laughs> Order. Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy, right? I mean, so that yeah, that was uh, that was something, and we could talk about that in a second. That that was, uh, well, that was wild, and um, uh, that's sort of what drove us into some of the video game characters. I was like, all right, maybe uh, if they're going to bring in a, a book character right off the page, and they brought in an animated character, who knows what they're going to do? I mean, that they they will go for it. So, but yeah, uh, yeah Joe, Joe, thoughts on yeah, you know, you know, yeah. Brent, Brent hit almost every key point you could hit in there. Look, I I'm all about expanding the universe, tying things together. Um, You know, I used to be a very big completionist. Whatever was Star Wars, I had to have either all of it, whether it's movies, books, characters, whatever, had to have it all. Not so much like that anymore, but I I am that way when it comes to putting storylines together and wrapping them in. And so I've, I've really enjoyed like you said, bringing in people from other parts of the Star Wars universe and, and tying them in. I think that's been great. Um, but I, I also like that this show from the first season to now, it brings in other fans and viewers. And it's been exciting because every Friday morning uh, while having breakfast, 
uh, my son and my wife and I watch the Mandalorian. That's what we do on a Friday morning because it's, it's our way to start the Friday to be able to think, oh gosh, you know, all day we can think about this, talk about it, whatever. And, and so I think it's a really cool, it's setting up new traditions, everything like that. But I, I've just been a big fan of everything. Uh, we've talked about it on our show a lot. Filoni fools you into thinking there's filler episodes. He makes you think that, oh, that's just filler with fluff till we get to another big story, but everything ties in. So these little things where it's like, oh, we had 20 minutes where this just happened here. It'll come back later on and, and play a part in it at some point in time. So uh, I'll go with Brent. The spider thing freaked me out. I felt like they mixed <laughs> Star Wars and horror movies together perfectly because I was pulling my feet up off the ground like, oh, yeah. I don't I don't like those. Um, but adding in uh, Bo-Katan and, and um, the Night Owls and, and more Mandalorians, I, I think the sky's the limit for this. So I, I'm really excited to see where it goes. And, and I've, I've enjoyed every every episode since so since yeah. the beginning one of my friends was also bringing in so other video games would be the knights of the old republic too because i never really played that game right so like i said i'm a kind of a fringe video gamer but i guess when you kill a great dragon uh, a crate dragon there's pearls on the inside of it and then those pearls help build and strengthen your lightsaber yeah. so <clears throat> so some of our rule of the galaxy people knew that information so they feel like as <laughs> I think uh, Alfie is one of the ones that says it. He's calling this the Avengers. We got to yeah. assemble the Avengers. <laughs> so it's like the Star Wars Avengers. And so one of those Avengers is probably going to have a lightsaber. So they're going to have to go back and talk to the Tusken Raiders and get that crate Dragon Pearl to strengthen yeah. that lightsaber to make it a little bit anyways. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of out there, but that's. No, I I, I love that because, I mean, I the people. Uh... I, you wouldn't like, well, you guys would believe, right? I mean, all the, like, like just the things that we either read on Twitter or that are out there. I love, it. I say, go for it. Go, go as wild <laughs> and as crazy as you want. Have fun with it. It's what it's for. Uh, because, you know, both you guys just hit on it. Uh, they, something is going to come of the, whether that Pearl, whether it's Frog Lady. I mean, Frog Lady is no joke. There, something's mm -hmm. happening there and that might come back later. It's not filler. It's not just some other thing. Uh, it, it's, it's crazy. Like going back to season one, I'm surprised at how much they are actually weaving us back to these planets and almost like building a sector or a section of the galaxy that we can kind of play in and, you know, and, and mess around with. So, I mean, even, even bringing up the prisoners from that, mm -hmm. you know, the yep. X-Wing pilots talking to him about the prisoners and, and saving or trying to save the rebel pilot of that prison ship. I mean, that was all brought up again from what episode five or six of, of season one. So yeah, yeah, and a lot, a and fun. a lot of these, a lot of these characters they're introducing too. You know, it's like you look at the actors playing them. I mean, these aren't like nobody actors, or they're not those like actors who like, oh, I've seen that guy as like, in you know, he did one episode of this. And they kind of like float around like the naval, you know, like they're always like right. in an episode. I mean, like Timothy Oliphant is not. I mean, he's not like The Rock or you know something like that, but it's like he's a big name. I mean, he's been the lead of like several television shows. Even like Amy Sedaris as Pelimoto. I mean, she's a comedian. I mean, she's like a you know bigger name. So it's like they're not just getting these people who are nobodies. So it's like we're gonna see these characters again and again. Well, and that's one of the points you brought up earlier about the Favreau Filoni connection. Favreau says, "When I need the Star Wars knowledge, I go to Filoni." But, Fil but when Filoni says, "I need Hollywood connections," he goes to Favreau because yeah. Favreau makes a phone call, and those people are like, "Yeah, sure, I'm in." Let's go. Yeah. And, yeah. and he can bring in some really good actors and actresses to, to fill these parts. 
Yeah. yeah. And it's and for, for, some of the, for some of these actors too. I mean, you got to think. I mean, it's like I mean, it's maybe maybe it's a, it's different for like a, a a superhero or something in like Marvel. Um because but Star Wars is so different because once you're in, you're like you're in. Like it's mm-hmm. it's being in Star Wars is like you're set for life. I mean, you could <laughs> never do anything. I mean, you look at somebody like I mean, look at somebody like like Patrick Stewart, right? I mean, it's like Patrick Stewart is an amazing like actor, like theater and all of these things. And like, but the thing he will always be known for is Star Trek. I mean, yeah. he will always be known as yeah. John as John Luke Picard. And it's like the same thing where it's like, you know, it's like I when I think of Samuel L. Jackson, who has <laughs> been in tons of movies and, you know, the first thing I think of is Mace Windu. I mean, it's it's just because it's it, our minds just just shifted to, to that. And it's so it's it's crazy. Yeah. 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 It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, okay. Just, we, we get kind of recapping there, thinking back about the last couple episodes and, and where we're at. I think we're all kind of on the same page. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty epic and, and we're, we're loving it. We're appreciating what, uh, uh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau are sending our way. So in this most recent episode, we had this big kind of reveal, right? I mean, we had this children of the watch, Bo-Katan, Din Djarin, the armorer, um, and we're going to do, you know, our third point here is just kind of making some predictions after this. And this might kind of blend, uh, you know, t- together a little bit because I was fascinated by this. This caused, I think, most Star Wars fans to go back and say, the whole thing is we're trying to figure out what actually happened on Mandalore. When did yep. things happen? Figure out the timeline. How the heck did they lose the Darksaber? So that's sort of all. And it's, I think it's so great that they are not going back to that point and saying, let's just march through and show you. We're going to start way later and and those characters will reminisce or tell us about a terrible time in Mandalore's history. So, uh, what did you guys think? Well, first of all, I mean, Bo-Katan shows up, uh, it, the, the epic, right? I mean, that mm-hmm. that that had been an epic moment. And then the conversation that he's one of he's one of them. You know, he's one of he's right. he's a child of the Watch. You know, thoughts on that, Joe? Go ahead, Brent. No, so I was looking at there's there was one thing before we get to that that it was just kind of an interesting observation. Uh, Mandalo couldn't swim, but yet Sasha Banks's character had absolutely no problem diving <laughs> into the water and swimming around with that beast, shooting it up and then coming out. So I was just, if anybody else would want to chime in here, like, <laughs> how did you feel that like, she was like, yep, got it. And drive dives into the water and then shoots up the beast, the Mamako or whatever the thing is, the water Sarlacc. Yeah. And pulls out the the egg carrier i just thought it was kind of a a, i don't know she she can hold her breath for five minutes and mando can't or i I, i think i think to tie along with that brent where you're going with as ezra with the the watch and the different sex and call that a cult and so forth just look at look at our country for example if you go to south carolina people speak differently there they have different traditions they have different things that they focus on you know SEC, ACC here, you know, in Indiana, <laughs> yeah. it's Big Ten and Notre Dame, and we speak differently than them. And there's not big cornfields there, but there's tons of cornfields here and so on and so forth. So I think, you know, looking at Mandalore, we've seen already from Clone Wars and from Rebels how the different groups were broken out, how the families and the clans were broken out. And, and you have to guess, I mean, using something as simple as swimming, there were probably some Mandalorians that mm. were, were just – either water on the on the shore of wherever they were compared to you know i mean maybe 
Din Djarin, you know, obviously growing up where he grew up, probably didn't have any water. But I think I think the <laughs> cult thing, I think the different sects and S-E-C-T-S, I'm sorry, I have terrible right. speech. Um, that that is um that's a given. And I think you've again, we had that built up for just from saying from Clone Wars and Rebels, there are going to be divides. There are going to be different okay. families battling for the power and you know, who is the rightful heirs to what in Mandalore. So I, I think that's going to, it didn't shock me any, but I think for the casual fan, and, and let's face it, a lot of people are casual fans because they want to see Baby Yoda and mm -hmm. follow the storyline. They're probably like, wait, what a minute. I thought they were all the same. But for people like us who've read all the books, seen all the shows, we're going, I can see that. I, I can buy in on that, that they're, they're divided and, and fighting in between each other. Go ahead, Brent. I think, so talking to a couple of my coworkers who are casual fans, the fact that she took her helmet off and explained that, no, you're actually from somebody that's a little bit more religious. You're from somebody who's a little bit more crazy. You're, you're from this sect that doesn't believe or that doesn't believe in taking it off. <clears throat> solved a lot of the problems as to why you would see people with from Mandalore from the Clone Wars and you would have him saying, this is the way and, and having the armorer and their, their whole clan not, not be able to take them off. So it was actually solving some of those problems that they, that they knew of the casual fan as to, well, why can you do this? And why can't he do this? Her just saying that one simple line or those couple, that little dialogue back and forth gave that, um, gave them an answer to that question. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. I, cause what's, what's really interesting about all of this. I think you're, you're totally right. Cause people were, that was the big confusion. Like, wait a second. What's what we've seen them in clone wars. They take them off. This doesn't make sense. Uh, something must've happened. And then to have her be like, no, I'm like, she's like straight up royalty, uh, you know, on, on, on Mandalore. Uh, and then she's taking it off. No one's, I mean, I was waiting for like Den maybe to say something like you know take that armor off. It was like right, no, yeah, yeah. that's that's not. Well, he happen. was he was going to right. So he <laughs> right, yeah. like he was yeah. like, where did you get that armor? Which was his way of saying, if you don't have a good answer, I'm right. going to kill you and take it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Which puts you in that tense moment, like, oh, Den, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Do I don't, that I don't think guys. so, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about these, this one. These guys might be legit, man. Uh, so you got a thing, <laughs> thing or two to learn, but um. It is interesting because I kind of feel like, and this is going to get a little, uh, it's going to get a little nerdy here, but, but uh, I, I feel like Bo-Katan and those Mandalorians, right? Um, Night Owls, remnants of maybe, I mean, at one point, like going way back, she at one point was a supporter or was in opposition to her sister. She was with and, Death Watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Death Watch. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, she, and Death Watch kind of, I think what, you know, Sort of like if you're talking about uh, ancient Mandalore and the way of the warrior, they'd be a little bit kind of like, yeah, okay, we, we we see we see that because at one point she says this is the way, and I was like, she's not like necessarily mocking him, you know. She she is almost kind of acknowledging that like you are you did prove yourself as an honorable warrior in in the Mandalorian custom and way. Um, it's it's weird. It's almost like she she. There are certain things about that religion, like they just take it too far. Is the way I kind of looked at it, is that they take it far, um, you know, and she just kind of thinks it's it's too much and it's almost divisive and it it keeps from a united Mandalore, uh, and it's extreme. So now, why is there that I extreme? I think is what we're going to kind of figure out, right? Maybe is we're going to explore uh, what happened and who the leader is of that of that group, whether it's the armorer or there's some other. Because do you guys believe it's just this one Navarro clan that's a part of that religious, like, zealot group? Or is it more little clans around that we haven't seen yet? Or That's been confusing to me. I don't really know. 
so I'm thinking that there are more little clans, which is why she's trying to reunite, reunite, right? So I think there are more little clans, and this happens to be she's like, oh, okay, this they belong to this clan, which is why she's got to get the death. What it's so important for her to get the dark saber back because the dark saber because there are these little sects trying to rule and fight, and infighting is part of the Mandalorian culture, but they need to have the power, and the power is who holds the dark saber. So she needs to get the Darksaber back so she can try to reunite all of those sects and say, no, we are one united Mandalore, even though we might have slightly different views and you might want to keep your helmet on. We don't. You might do this. We don't. But we are all right. one one group. Um, so I think that's why her mission is to get the Darksaber back to prove that she has that power. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, yeah, to, to have that to kind of say, like, it represents that she's a leader. And, and she said that. I mean, one of the things that she <clears throat> said was that she wanted them to to be kind of a united Mandalore, to reclaim Mandalore. Mm-hmm. And that was the other crazy part, right? That he's been taught that it's a, uh, uh, that it's, it's a day, cursed. It's a, it's a cursed place, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But, I mean, if she knows, I mean, that's one of the things, is, is, is if she knows what actually went down on Mandalore, and you just tell everyone it's cursed, don't go there, then it would prevent them from finding out truths. You know, you know what I mean? It's right. Uh, right. And, and yeah, the, the, the one thing I find weird about the armor is just that, you know, clearly she knows the tales of the Jedi and she, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a couple, there's a couple things that I, I'm just like, huh, this isn't adding up. So she, um, she 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 knows the tales of the Jedi, and that this is this is a sort these are sorcerers that we fought against in ancient times, and then tasks Din Djarin to take to go seek them out, mm-hmm. and like here you have the, you have this foundling right that you must go return to him. So, yeah, I, I that to me is kind of questionable, and then clearly he tells the New Republic when they're flying. He says, "May the Force be with you." He he said he says that to them. So like that, so I'm just like, wow. There's this like, what all does he believe? Like, what all does he right. believe? What all have the? What do they know? Like, uh, and so it's just it's it's bizarre, right? It's 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 just kind of bizarre. Yeah, it's, it's all those puzzle pieces that we're hoping Filoni does his magic with, right? I mean, we can all. That's it's great. You want a TV show or a movie that leaves you having conversations about it, and I think they're doing a great job of it. And I'm as inquisitive on all these things as you guys are. <laughs> I'm just to the point now where I'm like, I kind of trust them. I, I'm I'm going to sit back and take all this in because yeah. I, my head could spin and spin and spin about it. But you're you're right. There are there are plenty of questions on there about that. Um, so it, it it's going to be interesting to see where it goes from here. Yeah, yeah, and and, and you're right. Now here's the the thing too, and and uh, and it's it's up to you guys if you want to. We're looking at like kind of going into just thoughts and stuff because Matt and I always, anytime we're going into a movie or a TV show, it's dangerous territory. When, when we start, like people want to speculate and stuff, but you do got, I always tell people you got to be careful because I'm a consumer. I love just mm-hmm. watching the show and, <laughs> and enjoying it and trying to, you know, piece it together. I do like to kind of build up my mind. Like, okay, I, I like to pick up where they're foreshadowing or where they're doing something like Frog Lady, I'm still mm. trying to figure out like Frog Lady where she's going to come back deal? in and how yeah. how significant <laughs> is she going to be later on? Uh, and I'm going to keep my eye open for for an opportunity for where she might might you know step in there uh, because you know we uh, it's it's just kind of it's well it's all for fun but people do get kind of almost caught up in oh. like 
They oh, they yeah. believe what they say, and they're like, yes. it has to go this way. And you're like, guys, come on. <laughs> like, right. uh, you're, you're you doing yourself up, a disservice. You just end yeah. up setting yourself yeah. up for such disappointment. Yeah. You, and, yeah, you overanalyze it. I live to see those people lose their minds. <laughs> I, I, I live to see those people lose like the whole debate with Ray is Ray a Palpatine or is Ray a Kenobi yeah. or is Ray a Skywalker? And just when she came out to be a nobody in the law in the um, the Last Jedi, yeah, yeah, and people lost their minds because they spent two years believing that it, she was a, Ken- a a Kenobi or something like that. It was yep. just. Oh, it, w- it made me so happy that the, that these people that get so so bought in and dug into their their theories yeah. um, and they they miss them or and they go lose their minds when they miss them. I makes I, me happy. One of the things that I say constantly on our show is the Star Wars that is is the Star Wars that is. And right. it's yep. great to speculate. It's great to have theories. But once it's out there. You know, we're not flipping a switch and saying that's gone. I mean, if you don't like it, don't watch it. But right, but, yeah. but it is there, and that's what it is. So we we just right. need to move on from it. And if you say, oh, that movie ranks seven out of ten, great, okay, right. whatever. Maybe you'll like the next show or movie better, and and go from there. But yeah, the the whole thing of people being so entrenched in their thoughts and ideas, just just sit back and enjoy it. That we got enough bad stuff going on in our world. This is supposed to take us away from all of that. Yep. Yeah. I so I. I, 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 I I 100% agree. It's like just sit back and enjoy the way between worlds, man. It is just, <laughs> oh, 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 oh my so, God. so so here we go. So here we go. I want to drop a nugget on you, and I'm going to ask you guys this question. One, because not only have I seen it from our our co-host Alfie, but I actually have seen it on a couple of the different forums that I've been a part of and reading on. Okay, so here's a thought for the future. And since you brought it up. Um, Disney and Favreau and Filoni are insistent on calling Yoda the baby Yoda the child uh-huh. because bear with me yeah. we're getting into the weeds and this is a theory he believes this is coming from Alfie, Alfie. I, for, yes. for, yeah. Yeah. forgive me if I misquoted so Joe save me if I go wrong he believes that at some point in this episode or in this series maybe season 4 they're going to revisit the world between worlds and they're going to shove baby Yoda back in time. And he actually is Yoda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I, it's, that's wild, Joe. Yeah. I mean, it's, when, it's yeah, when Alfie hit me, when Alfie hit me with that the other day before our show, I was just like, put on the brakes. And I was like, wow, that would be going off the deep end. But yeah. who's to say that it couldn't be. A tool that they use and that's why it's the child right now yeah so yeah i i do th- so uh, you know and, and this is the thing again as as people send us in transmissions or whatever i inter- i will entertain uh, and matt knows we'll entertain absolutely anything on the show because it's for entertainment and we're gonna have fun i just well, i always caution people like whoever wrote that brent i always say do not just just don't think that that is like the gospel and that it is like <laughs> it has to be that way because then they get all worked up and then they're the ones who will go out and they'll trash. The, I can't believe it didn't happen that way. It should have and all that kind of stuff. That's no sit back and be a, a, a consumer at that point. But it is it is fun. And I do uh, when people kind of think, OK, well, you know, could it be could, could it be if we're going to see a Soko with the white staff, Gandalf, who's born again, come back, you know, the whole thing with her with her white cloak. Mm-hmm. Um like, would they do that? I, I, I've always kind of seen her as like a maybe a guardian of that realm, and you cannot get to it. Like, 
They showed it to you, Ooh, but we yeah. are never going to go back there again. And Ahsoka is is full on not letting anybody go there. So hmm. um, I don't know. I like if, that take. Yeah. I yeah. do too. Yeah, I, I just like think it's, you know. I actually, man, thinking about it, I think I like the idea of it actually. <laughs> on it. Of it actually being Yoda. Well, just because. <laughs> Here we go. Just well, just well, just because you know the. the um, to me, the big question around Baby Yoda is that they specifically make his birth the same as Anakin's. It's the same time yep. as Anakin's. And we all know Anakin, Chosen One, is supposed to bring balance to the Force and all this stuff. So, like, I mean, trust me, as as and I just went over this when we, we looked up literally every character, how old every character oh, yeah. would be during the time of the Mandalorian. And, like, I mean, things happen in the same year, like, for a reason. I mean, it is like... Every, so many characters that are interconnected are either born in the same year or or something. And so the only I mean, the only thing that happens and what is it as 31 or something, 41 BBY. Right. We just looked yeah. it up yeah. is baby Yoda's it's, supposed birth and Anakin's. Right. I mean, like, that's, that's it. it. Those are yeah. the only. Th and so, I mean, it, it. and then, you know, you see the cloners like looking after him or something. And so and then then we get um, Quill saying, I don't think he's a clone. He seems organic. Right. Um, so I, 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 I like that idea, especially because Disney chose their next big Star Wars time period to be this time in which Yoda is in like his prime mm -hmm. and is going to be a character that we see. And it's just I just kind of think I'm like, you know, because the High Republic stuff, it, I, you know, I'm like, why there? Why would you go? It's almost like it's. Like if you go if you want to go back to like Knights of the Old Republic like that's cool because it's its own time you can do whatever you Way want far, with it, yeah. but this is just it's 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 like not far enough back to do that, but it's too close to where you you're gonna have to do something and it's gonna we're gonna be like this is stuff that ultimately even if it's a couple hundred years like some of these characters maybe we see Plagueis who knows that it could tie into the uh, the the prequels and then our our main Star Wars story so. I like that. I like. I like that idea. Dag on it, Brent. I don't. I, you know, there's no reason. <laughs> now, I, now, 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 as we're be talking about it, because I got I got Well, oh, credit Alfie. to him. Oh, now I. I'm now giving... I gotta. I gotta do some digging and some theorizing on that because that's that's good. I like that. But I also saw it on forum. So Alfie was the first one that I've heard, and then somebody was like, "Hey guys, I've been thinking this," and it was the exact same thing that Alfie had said. So it's not wow. just. Alfie wasn't the only one of the fandom that has come up with it, or we've got some influence on the people on the forums and they've <laughs> yeah, heard our yeah. show. And, <laughs> and, they... and, and But so I was just curious what your guys' take on it. I like the Ahsoka being the guardian of the realm too. Like I, I like that take. Never yeah. thought of it that way, but. I, that, which is what makes me think. I mean, I still, I get the idea that maybe we're going to take the child back to her. And it, it, it totally could be, because I, I I feel like when they're saying keep the name like the child and then baby Yoda separate, it's to say it's to not confuse people who are who are those casual fans who are coming in going is this before Yoda's time is this right. like a long time ago because mm -hmm. you don't have you know the main character Skywalker you don't have any of that main cast for for people to really who are casual to say where does this take place in the timeline so I I thought that was why they were doing it originally just to say. It's not Baby Yoda. It's not actually Yoda, which might help people understand where it was at. Um, but but still, I wouldn't be surprised if we 
I don't know. I mean, with I mean, I mean, there's a, I mean, there's like, there's reports that, like, you know, obviously jokingly or whatever, that John Favreau told Bob Iger off for calling it Baby Yoda in an interview. Yeah. I mean that. I mean, so yeah, like, that's true. They're it's very true. specific the about it yeah, not being Baby yeah. Yoda. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't know that I, I have always been. I always thought that box of like, you know, what they can do in in the world between worlds. They're gonna be very careful with. There's no way they're gonna open that and go go. Yep. Time, you know, time jumping like crazy. That's Star Wars is kind of that story where we're marching through chapter by chapter, episode by episode. We kind of get to to see what happens. And then uh, and I definitely don't think Dave Filoni would let them. I, I think he would strongly argue against going back and doing a reset, which is I've seen that. I think that's yeah, totally no, bonkers. There's no way. Which is like no, we're going to no. reset it and redo the whole thing. No way. At that point, nope. uh, y- you've lost us. Right. Um, so, yeah, but it is. It is fascinating. And actually, so one of the things, uh, C.S. Lewis, and if, if you ever read the Chronicles of Narnia, that world between worlds is kind of like something Dave looked at and said it's the it's that the wood between worlds, which was this wood with all the different pools. And so it's, it's similar to that, just jumping into different worlds. And it doesn't as much, the way that's structured in Narnia, it doesn't affect the timeline as, as in like jumping back and forth between time almost seems to stop and you go back to your original point in time and move forward and that kind of stuff. So, you know, I could see how that would be maybe, um, you know, something that they would want to, they could play with, play with, but also, uh, you know, avoid any of that time jumping stuff. Because the big thing was when Ahsoka was saved, you know, when she's pulled out, it's like, okay, she, she's pulled out. I was, I was like, what happened to her whole story? Uh, And then uh, Dave Filoni wrote those. He, He did some illustrations, these, these cards or whatever. I think they were tops trading cards that explained Ahsoka went right back to where she was, like when she's in the world between worlds, instead of continuing with Ezra's story and having a big gap, she went directly back um, to where Vader is is up there and she had just been pulled away and then she's, she appears down below and continues on with her, with her story. Because that was confusing and he wanted to make sure mm-hmm. folks knew Ahsoka does pick up and her, her journey continues on, which is yeah. interesting, a little trippy to think about. Yeah, because I mean that's like the, I mean there are other instances in legends and stuff where there's a little bit of kind of time travel, but it's mostly like mostly like Force ghosts and and right. and, and and stuff like that. And Star Star Wars it's too, way too big to do like a hard a hard reset. Like I don't even know. Like I think the franchise that did time travel the best in a, in order in a way to kind of reboot it um was Star Trek like where Star Trek if you saw like the JJ oh. Abrams mm-hmm. Star Trek movies yeah. where they basically said all right we're going to have this event and then it's going to pull kind of like an original character over here and so all that's still the same like it's all still the same but this is kind of a new way to do it but it's still kind of different and on its own but it doesn't really affect or change or any of that stuff cuz you look at like like another franchise like the X-Men franchise I mean it's like the time travels like there's like 18 different things and like and you know it's a it's like, it's like there's 10 movies and there's like three different timelines and it's like impossible to keep track. Yeah. It's a little much. Yeah. I don't need that. I got too much going on in my yeah. life to, to yeah. right? put that much time in, right? Right. Exactly. Star Wars is already so big. We we talked about it earlier. There's already so much to kind of we can't consume it all. Like I haven't even seen the holiday special uh yet. Have you guys seen that yet? The the Lego The new one? I watched it this morning. It, it was yeah. fun. Yeah, was I, I saw you post on Twitter. I, I think you said, you're like, it was good, but, you know, that's right, what it was yeah. supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> It was just fun. I mean, kids fun. will like it, right? I mean, that's yeah. what it's there for. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, all right. So just uh, before we let you guys go, just any, like, is there something, you know, just, and I know not to, this is dangerous territory, right? But just anything, you know, coming up, I guess, in, in the next couple episodes that maybe even you want to see or you want to go back to or, 
or, or even just that you think might happen, you know, because sometimes getting into the once is a little bit like, uh, you don't want to get on that territory. But something that we think might happen, are we going to, is Boba Fett going to show back up, you know? Um, yeah. So for me, um, as you can see with the background here, I, I'm hoping that, and, and I said this, I, nobody wants to see one of their favorite characters pass on or die or what have you, but I would really like to see that um, maybe since Captain Rex really looks exactly like Boba Fett, um, that Rex is with Ahsoka when they do meet up with her. Wow. And maybe his last thing as he's an old man now is, um, you know, he, he fights some valiant fight against whoever it may be or protects Baby Yoda or protects Ahsoka. And he goes out that way. I, I would like to see that. I, you know, I want to see the beginning, the end, you know, all wrapped up through Filoni and what he's doing because Clone Wars, Rebels, and now this could be a place where Rex could could finish it off. And that's one of the things I'm looking forward to. But, but really, I'd like to see more, just more Mandalorian stuff. Um, I, From what I'm hearing, we're only going to see Ahsoka for one episode. That's cool. I mean, that's mm -hmm. fine. You know, a little yeah. splash and dash and maybe have a new episode, our new show with her and Ezra or Sabine or whoever in the future. Um, but, but I'm, that's just as a personal thing, maybe a little Captain Rex for one episode, give him a little cameo and, and be done with that. Yeah. That's actually pretty cool. And I, I, yeah, like you said, Dave Filoni, he takes care of his characters. I mean, he, they, yeah. like he created them. Yeah. He wants to give them good arcs and he's really yeah. invested in them. So that actually, I could, and that's, I could and that, that that's the, and, and, and Rex is one of those characters where it's like Rex's death just has to be in battle just i mean it just <laughs> yeah it just he is he, he's he is not the character to just die of old age it, it has to be yeah. like it's almost like it would be like in a way it's just like like it's, it's just his character like not that it, like it would be funny to see him die but it's just like any other way just would not be fitting right like yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah uh brent so just anything looking forward to thoughts you know as we move forward in the mandalorian so it's just a random thought really because uh, I look forward to trying to figure out what random characters he's going to try to bring in from like the old, it's one of the quotes from the gallery that I love. Um, yeah. it's, um, it's like our big brother took all the cool characters and they left us with all of these C and D characters. And it's just, which ones are you going to pull out of your repertoire? Yeah. Like the Mantis, like, so the, like Dr. Mantis was <laughs> Dr. Mandible. Yeah. Or Mandible. Sorry. Not, but yeah. the he was a praying Mantis. Come on now. But yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, there was a brief picture in a new hope when he was in the cantina and they bring that just from that flash, they bring them in. Um, and then, yeah, so that's one thing. And then I also just a random thought. Are you going to go completely random with the one you told me? The no, characters that, 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 no, no, I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going there. Okay. Um, so I think this generation's may the force be with you is this is the way. Um, that has taken over when people talk like in social media, it's just yeah. like, instead of saying, may the force, when, when they leave, instead of saying, may the force be with you, people are saying, this is the way, well, yep. this is the way. So I like, as I'm hearing it, I believe that pop culture and the, the influence of Mandalorian is taking that and spinning. And our generation is probably still with that. May the force be with you. But the newer generation of star Wars fans, this is the way has become that new, uh, may the force be with you. I don't know if you've noticed that yeah. too, or do yeah. you feel that no, same absolutely. kind of? Well, I, I, I gotta say any, any time I have, uh, you know, someone asked me why I now have an answer, 
because this is the way. It just, it just is. I don't have to really go you know, into it. The only, the, the only thing that's is, amazing. The only, as, as amazing as this is the way is, is, you know, last season there was another line that was so mm-hmm. amazing. And it's just like, it's like, Strong. because it was so, it was so short lived was literally, I mean, <sighs> I, have I have spoken was like, it was just oh. like, I mean, it would just be like, you know, I mean, people were using it for everything. My girlfriend would be like, Hey, did you mow the yard yet? And I said, no. And she'd be like, but I have spoken. All yeah, right. You know, like, all right, here we go. <laughs> it was like, oh. you know, it was just like, you know, it was, it was just, it was this, it was this great thing for this like short little period of time. And then baby Yoda just, we saw how adorable he was and he just, yeah. kind of, he just kind of took over and yeah, yeah, you're right. Now it's, now it's just his way, but I have spoken needs to come back because yeah, it, yeah. it was great. Keep it strong. And Dank Farrick. Oh, what, come on. What is, what is that? It, re- it reminds me of the Australian Fair Dinkum, which is basically the same kind of thing. Ah, Fair Dinkum. It is an Australian okay. slang term okay. for like. There we go. As I've been trying to figure. I mean, like, because yeah. like, they said it once in the in season one. And then they said it a couple times here, and so now we're like, okay, it's basically, it's basically like saying, you know, uh, we, yeah, God dang. So it's basically that is what they're what they're yeah. saying. But to bring it back, Joe was referencing on one of our podcasts. I brought up the fact that I'd like to see the Wookies, not Wookies, sorry, the Ewoks, Ewoks, in a different way. So I told him like it comes from the Jawas, right? So Filoni and Favreau they made the Jawas from I think it was Episode Two with the Mudhorn Egg, and we thought they were going to worship it. But they cut it off and started eating it like a Cadbury bunny egg, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was crazy. But we saw the Jawas in a different way. So they kind of did that with the Tusken Raiders, right? So they show you the Tusken Raiders. They humanize the Tusken Raiders in that episode. So I was like, well, maybe they do that with the Ewoks. What do they do with the Ewoks? And then our co-hosts were like, well, what if they're like cannibal Ewoks and there's like blood like <laughs> all over their face? And I mean. Uh, anything with more Ewoks, I'm da- they were about to roast like you know Luke and Han. I mean, they were yep. totally mm-hmm. gonna you know eat them. So like, I I I, st- I still keep saying I've said it in our podcast a bunch of times the merchandise sales you could get with Baby Yoda and Ewok toys. I mean, you, that you, Disney is literally missing out on like hundreds of millions of dollars in just merchandise sales of like Baby Yoda Ewok toys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely they are. Yeah. Well, uh, guys, I mean, whew, I feel like I honestly feel like we could literally talk forever, yeah. like <laughs> I, like it's is which is awesome. So I, I hope you guys will be down to kind of come back and hang out in hyperspace with us because I mean, it's just it's such a good it's so good just to kind of nerd out and talk about, you know, Star Wars. And I feel like we are similar in like a lot of ways talking before the show, even during the show, you know, the whole just I don't know. It's it's for fun, right? It's just it to is. hang out and to really enjoy it and, and have a good time. So uh, I, I get that vibe from you guys, which is awesome. So, uh, and I'm gonna be—I'm telling you, I—I—I'm it. Tell Alfie I am listening over there, and like, like you talk about. So I, it's very interesting. You have a, a nice cast of guys coming in and out, and so it does keep it really interesting on the show. I'm always like, who we got? What's who's who's who's, who's in this episode? And then I go <laughs> and I'm kind of picking up and learning about you guys. So, uh, but tell us, uh, Joe, what's what's kind of coming up for you guys on Rule the Galaxy? Yeah, so we we uh, we definitely do once a week at you know Rule the Galaxy. You can follow us on pretty much most ways to get you know listen to a podcast um, and Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter. But um, we do a once a week show um, for sure. It's just standard, you know, kind of fun guys hanging out talking about what's going on in the Star Wars universe and news. So that you can count on that once a week. But we like to mix it up. We we have the Lothal Library where every few weeks we talk about a book or a novel. Um, we have um, Beskar Babel, where, where we'll take and just, you know, discuss things with Mandalorian. 
we have the Fulcrum Files, which is another one Brent mentioned that every few weeks we'll bring in a few episodes of Star Wars Rebels. We're toying with bringing around the top 10 um, Clone Wars arcs of all time and doing, doing a, you know, just a top 10 and one week doing just, you know, like one arc, you know, and talking about that. So we'll, we'll look at doing that soon. But we've been, we've just been having a lot of fun. And, and um, you know, we, like you mentioned, we've got a good mix of people that, just talk about every topic under the sun. So when, when you guys reach out, when we, when we started talking online, I knew it would be a good fit because listening to your show, it's the same thing. We're just, we're just some fans having fun talking about star Wars. So yeah, give us a listen and, and we'll make sure we keep sending people your way because you guys do it the right way as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I uh, will we'll definitely, I'm sure people will be fo- uh, happy to kind of hear uh, you guys and, and hopefully we'll, we'll put some links down in the description, have, have folks go check you out. Cause I, I tell you what, now that I, now that I've, uh, once we started talking, like I said, I'll be, I'll be listening. You guys are in the playlist and I am like, <laughs> I'm in trying to figure out what, what is going on over there. And, and now it, it keeps me like, if Alfie's going to bring up stuff, like if, you know, and Brent's bringing up all these different things, I, I sometimes don't go to the far corners of the fandom <laughs> to hear what's going on. So I have learned like today's the, the, the drop with the world between worlds. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate because now I know Matt is going to be obsessing over that and we're going to have oh, it's, more, it's gonna more discussions, but it is what it is. It is what it is. So, um, all right. Awesome. Cool. So there we go. Yeah. Again, at rule, uh, uh, at, at rule, the galaxy, uh, SW, you guys will put a link down there, follow them on Twitter and we'll definitely have them back on the show. Uh, for sure. So Matt, I mean, it's been, whew, it's been, it's, it's been, been a show. great. It's been, it's, good. it's been great. All right, guys. Well, Hey, we want to thank you for hanging out in hyperspace. Uh, our next episode, we'll continue to discuss your guys' transmissions about Mandalorian. The Lego special just came out, so shoot us those as well. Or any of your Star Wars thoughts, your origin story, or any of your favorite memories from a galaxy far, far away. Yep. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We'll see you next time, and remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.